Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I've had the privilege of meeting a number of fascinating people that have shared their stories in the pre-COVID, COVID, and more recently in the early post-COVID months. Out of 186 podcasts to date, none stand out more than my chats with James McCare from the Calgary Food Bank, episode 82, and Laurie McRitchie from Airdrie Food Bank, episode 178. The Food Bank relies upon the support from the local community, and as many know, this support was very prominent during the COVID lockdown period. Now that businesses and activities have opened up across the globe, including children returning to school, it can be very easy to forget about those in real need of food donation. Take the time to donate to the food bank, whether it is at your local grocery store, such as the hampers placed by the cashier at Sobeys, or at the physical locations of both Calgary and Airdrie food banks, or online at the Canada Food Bank's website, www.foodbankscanada.ca. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and stay safe. Good morning. Is that Vandy? Yes, it is. Vandy, welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. And I'm, I'll be your host today, Alan Wozni. <laughs> and, uh, but this is, this is episode number 183, but I think we're going to start an art cast. We oh, will. wonderful. That yeah, this, good. So this is episode one of the Art Match cast and episode 183 of the Calgary Business Podcast. I want to confuse everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Vandy, I'm sorry. This is, there's so much material. We, we don't have all day. Do you have all day? Because I, literally, uh, I wish I did. <laughs> I, I literally, uh, come on, I, I, this thing is this, this crazy. I looked at the, I looked at your profile on LinkedIn. I cheated. Oh, that's okay. And uh, you've got a, you really have a good ba- background. But let's start first. Let's start first with our match. And what got you started? Well, you know, I, I saw a niche area um, that needed to be filled. Um, being a local independent artist myself. Right. So about six years ago, I just kind of. I, I, I did my market research and uh, realized that there's really only one to three artists accepted at galleries, uh, right. various artist associations per year. So, you know, that leaves a, that's a snail's pace. It's very little. And wow. that's, so that leaves like two to 3000 artists out on the street left to market themselves. And, you know, I was one of them. I, I had a website, which was my name and, yeah. uh, actually my Indian name which is Vandana so it was vandanaart.com and I thought we can work work with that I love that name (laughs) I thought to myself how the heck is anybody going to see my art with that name (laughs) (laughs) come on I'm sorry you can play on the old it was uh, Rosanna Dana there was that show (laughs) I'm a little older right it was Rosanna and it's like kind of play on your name you could have you could anyway we can work on that on the side wow yeah, so then a, I thought, you know, if, if there was a platform where I could get a bunch of local artists who are independent, yeah, don't belong to a gallery and just kind of need some help marketing themselves in one spot, and then and then people find them on on a single in a single spot, and then they can look further into more details about the artist, yeah. read their background, look at more of their art, and you know, it's just an easy way to find um, reputable local artists. But it makes sense. I mean, this is, I mean, so to take a, a term called the democratization of technology, you literally have created this democratization of the art easel, whatever it is, right? That platform, mm-hmm. creating that, you democratize it by putting it online and said, wait a minute, we're going to bypass the, the gatekeepers. And they have a role. They've had a role for years, decades, centuries, whatever. Right. 
Yeah. And, you know, I just found uh, with talking to people that, you know, people are a little intimidated by galleries and um, they'd rather be in their pajamas, just kind (laughs) of whenever they have time, just search for art online. And this came way before COVID, right? So it's like six years before. And so 2014, because that was a tough time in the market. It was. was. Are you crazy? Who told you you should launch a business? I know. I picked the the worst time. Yeah. But there's really the bad. I mean, that time, people were probably scrambling. I mean, I wasn't here. I was in. I was in the Middle East, and it was it was dark. It was dark in 2008 in, in mm-hmm. Dubai and everything. But it was dark in 2015 as well. Right. So. Yeah. Wow. So, what right did you have to go and bypass <laughs> those? Really, I'm I'm, at, I'm putting it out there for my two listeners. Vandy here. She she went out and and challenged the the, the norm. Right. Really, what she did. Yeah. I mean, I I had a studio of my own in Inglewood for a couple yeah. of years and. I, I could see what, what artists were going through. Like, I mean, if you finally did get into belong to an artist association, like yeah. the Federation of Canadian Artists or whatever, um, you would be able to afford to do an art show because it's really hard to put one together yourself. Sure, sure. Very expensive to find venues and then bring people there. But but at these art shows, like I did, you know, participate in, in many of them. And, and I would just, I just sit there and observe and, See, you know, the parking lot's packed with cars. So obviously, yeah. people are interested in coming and supporting local. But, um, you know, they'd be browsing through the, the rows and rows of art, and they'd stop at a piece and stare at it, and then they'd move on. You know, it'd be like, <laughs> why are you not, you know? And they'd, they'd be talk to the artist and, you know, be really curious about the piece, but then they'd walk away. And I thought, I was racking my brain to figure out why is this happening, and and then I finally put myself in the shoes of these people who really want to support local art. But they're like Cinderella, into... like Cinderella, you yeah. took the shoes into, into the it. shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I, I, I realized that, you know, when you're walking into a, a school gym or yeah. a church with very poor lighting and you've got all this art up, are you really going to drop a thousand dollars for a piece of art without knowing the reputation of the artist? Yeah. You know, without. Uh, imagine well, it's like it a home it's like, like a home buy. a piece of art is something that takes time like it really does right it's yeah. that building the points of touch when you take a marketing term but you really build up that that uh the relationship and you don't as you said to your point you don't build it in a you look at the photo yeah i like it but there's something missing right there's what to trigger you to spend a thousand dollars or whatever it is right and exactly and so not only do you have to like the piece but it has to work in your space right so you go swipe left or swipe right i like it okay and then you move yeah. on right so it's that data point gets lost that's incredible wow I love so, so then, I, then i thought if all these artists are local why not yeah. just have them keep their paintings with them and then um whenever somebody wants to try one out they can just kind of reserve it online and bring it home and try it out you know it's uh it's a no-brainer, like, to, to be able – why would you not want to see it in your space? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer of being able to see the art in I your space. Kind of a cool – so do, do people rent? So let's say for an office, you know how people buy art and they start – but mm-hmm. at home, let's rent it for a party. Do you do that? I mean, I'm just really thinking out – The only time that I've actually rented art is for yeah. a set, like for a TV yeah. set. Yeah, That's yeah. really the only time. But in most cases, unless it's a corporation – I'd say probably not for a home. But rent to own, right? It's the thing, you know, because people say, well, use it for a while. They don't like it, you return it, right? So rent to own, do you look, does it fit your space, right? Maybe yeah. you have three things and you, you, you mix and match. And, and But it, that's where, I guess, virtual reality comes in. Augmented reality can just kind of take your piece of art and then you put it on your phone or your app and device. and you can, But anyway, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no rental. I, there's always that that issue with insurance and yeah, because it is original art, right? Right. We don't, I'd rather not get involved with <laughs> if it gets damaged. damaged pieces of art, you know. So I kind of steer away from rentals. And, and anyway, enough, yeah. a lot of these pieces are so affordable that I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to own it and you know keep it for a long time. Well, prints, I mean, there was one area, there's that print, right, of what people put producing. Yes. On, you know, they're just printing yeah. it off on a, on a poster. So right? then and you it, could just go to HomeSense and say, yep, I, I need some art, and I'm going to go. And <laughs> although they claim in, at HomeSense that these are originals, but yeah. honestly, it's not possible to, to have an original piece that is like five feet by four feet and be $200. It's just not sure feasible, you know, like it's just... Um, but, you know, if again, it's an affordability thing. And I understand that there is a market for yep. that kind of art. And I'm totally, I, I'm totally there and I get it. But then there's, I'm kind of targeting that market that is between the galleries and the home sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. But you, you mentioned something earlier about the state. I don't know if you said staging, but you talked about the business. Because Liz Nandy was on, I don't know if you know Liz. Uh, no, I don't think she's the interior designer. Or? Yeah, so basic black design. Because I know you, I'm just going to your roots with some, I think you were in Ryerson, you did interior design work. But literally that's that staging, right? She, I mean, she's she been doing it for a long time. But mm-hmm. staging everything, I don't, I can't even list it. I'm not going to do that here. But literally staging video or, you know, home, whatever your home sense, but or, but conferences when people come. Literally, mm-hmm. she, that's her background. She's, she's like there behind the background. And right. it's all that stuff that when they do a, a talk show or they do a, whatever it is a tel- telethon i don't know if they do telethons anymore but you know what i mean like that staging it's mm-hmm. all appearance so you you're behind the scenes as well you would be your artist would be right in that sense yeah yeah in that I mean, home sense i've had a lot of designers approach me for staging a, a show home or something yeah. like that right and so they say that we'll display the art and yeah you know it'll be for sale if you want to do that nice. so we, we've had many many cases like that too where we yeah. We take every opportunity to showcase the art wherever and whenever we can. But then I guess with your virtual world, like today, you know, some of this real estate where people, I had a couple of guests on and they were talking about when COVID hit, suddenly everybody wanted to look at our virtual spaces. So you yeah. I don't know. Did, okay. Let's, so now let's talk COVID. Mm-hmm. What changed? Did you get that kind of influx where say, Hey, I can't get naked down, but I'd like to see what you've got up on your, on your site. Yeah. So, you know, luckily, as I said before, we were already set up to be an online gallery, you know, but COVID hit and, um, you know, a lot of the galleries in Calgary have had to put their stuff online. Um, you know, um, the other change for me with COVID is I was doing a lot of the direct contact with the clients, like consultations, deliveries. So all that had to stop. Right, right. So I was trying to think the best way to make this contactless would be to offer, you know, the what what they call digital mock-up images. Yep. So yeah, twin now they call it. Yep, yep. And so I'm a big believer, first of all, that paintings or art needs to be seen in person. So if you go on my site, all you can do is reserve. You can't really buy online. Right. You reserve it. And then I just ask the people, hey, can you just send me a picture of your wall and some dimensions? And we'll, we'll show you what it looks like virtually, this painting to scale on your wall. Yeah. You can pick as many as you want and see them. And then that saves everybody from that contact, right? And so oftentimes people are just mesmerized. <laughs> they love the service. They love being able to, you know, say yes, Wait, no, so Do yes, you combine yes. with like, sorry, to cut, I mean, do you combine with like a graphic art? You know how they do that? 
those, those home renovation shows and they show what the, the suite's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Do you combine your art with that in their home? Uh, yeah. You know, and yeah, interrelate with their home? Yeah, they tell me, they give me a list of which paintings they want to see and yeah. they send me a picture of their wall. And it, it's kind of cool because that kind of cuts uh, down on all that contact. And then people say, yeah, you know what? I really like this one. And then the artist, now the artists are the ones who deliver the paintings because that contact is yeah. min- minimalized, you know, from what it used to be. So I can just see in a virtual reality world where you've got a, a headset on and you, the artist is over there in the, you're in the same room and then you've got the buyer in another room and then you're all, you're all in the same headset. So look over here and you're, you're really, I mean, it's kind of futuristic, but it's, yeah. it's kind of here. It's here now, that kind of world, it, right? It sure is. And you know, the benefit of that, when, what I saw six years ago actually was that why pay that extra overhead that a gallery pays? Obviously, there's the expense of having a physical space and a physical yeah. gallery when you can have something online and give back more to the artist. Well, there's a space you know? for that. There's, there's, a, mm-hmm. there, there's always going to be a place for that physical retail, whatever it is, site. But yes, look, of I listened to a podcast the other day and it said, Walmart will be dead in six years. It was 2014. Time, same time you opened your gallery or your online gallery, Walmart will be dead. And I, mm-hmm. I listened to that. I'm like, wow, because it I was kind of true. But they didn't die, but others did. Other big box stores died, and guess where Walmart is today? Walmart is participating in a thing called TikTok, a little little thing called TikTok, right? Yeah. And why? Yeah. Because they they pivoted. So the online galleries, the, the whatever that world is melded, right? In, well, in I mean, a lot don't, of places. Don't get me wrong. Like when I travel with my husband, that's the first thing I do is go to galleries because I I absolutely love yeah. seeing art in person. And and with COVID, to be honest with you, I just I really miss the things like sure. dancing and theater and going to art shows like that's something I miss so much but but you know um we still we can still support the arts indirectly and reap reap all the benefits that they have to offer um and I I believe art has many healing qualities as well you know during this pandemic well just that I mean the beauty of of seeing you know it's hard sometimes hard on Instagram because there's full of whatever but when you dig down okay you saw my exchange last night with the Ottawa gallery in Ottawa Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't know. I, I just like what they put, but there's so much. And how do you, you know, how do you get through all that? That is, there's a lot of noise online, right? There's a yeah. lot of photos and pictures. How do you, what would you say to people that are, I, I, I just get lost online. I want to go to the gallery, but I can't right now. Or you Yeah. Know. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it is. It, there's a lot out there. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, it, that's why I kind of, I, I, kind of tried to create a website that was user-friendly and yeah. if you kind of know hey I need some red in this painting you go to the site you browse by red and all 800 paint- paintings are, are oh, sort- nice. sorted by the color red or if you say no I just want mountains you go in there and you search by the style of mountains and kind of makes it easier than having to go from one gallery to another and kind of say you know well, it, they're not carrying it, that collection right it's yeah very I mean I remember yeah. years ago we went to Moscow and I still it's the, um, oh, I can't remember the name. Oh. But anyway, you know, the lineups, you'd be waiting forever, and there's just like a few pieces. You yeah. know, this is a famous brand. I'm like, but everything else is whatever the collection. And I was like, oh, okay. So then that whole wait for, you wasted a lot. You lost a lot of time. Yeah, well, anything online is obviously, we're, we're a very efficient society now, trying to yeah. save time. And we have young kids who can who can go to a gallery Giacometti. in the middle it was Giac- of the week. You it was Giacometti, know? by the way. It wasn't, a, he's okay. the sculptor. Yeah, it's different, Giacometti, but anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just find COVID has impacted artists in a big way, yeah. like a lot of the artists that I represent. 
Um, you know, all the major art shows this year have been basically canceled, um, which have been a big source of revenue for them, you know, That's like right. uh, there's something called Calyx. There's the Stampede Show. Um, Wait, what's Calyx? Is it C-A-L-Y-X? That used, that's been a running show every spring and fall for the last 30 years in Calgary. Wow. And they had to cancel that. Obviously, we know the Stampede Show got canceled. There's the Talus Art Market, which has been a big one. And we just found out that's been canceled. So it's really, really, COVID has really hit artists hard yeah. in that sense for displaying their art and showcasing their art in person. It's really been very difficult. You know, you said something early when you, 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 you kind of t- touched, that touched the point about art in Calgary and that there's, people need to appreciate it and see, get, get to see it. And I, I had Patty Pons from Art Calgary Art Development on. Yes, I heard her podcast. It was excellent. Well, I mean, I wish we, I could have sat all day, but there's so many. <laughs> yeah. And so she said, and one thing you might remember, if you did hear it, she, she said, you know, I, every time I meet someone, they go, oh, I don't really know art. And then within a few, within a few minutes, it becomes, oh, my, I go to the art class for my daughter. She, so mm-hmm. she's like, art, I think her expression was art is all around us. Yeah, right? it sure and is. It's, it's incredible where people don't think of it until you think of it. You know, yeah, they, exactly. They, I mean, art is such a big part. My my daughters grew up. We grew up in. They grew up overseas, and we went to art class at four years old, three years old. My mm-hmm. neighbor over here, the little, his jewelry's got the um, he's got the chalk, and I know when he's been, I know he's been out <laughs> because the sidewalk. He's about four. He's about four, and the sidewalk is covered in his art, and it's brilliant. And it's it's a, if you look at it, it's like he's got. To, this morning was a start to end. It was a big long line. It was mm-hmm. a start and finish. Oh, it's so. But he's making big circles, and anyway, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, awesome. So, so I wanted to, you know, there's probably other things. I mean, let's let's talk about the post-pandemic period, and what do you, what is your, I guess your your vision? But what do you see is happening for you, your artists, the customers? What's kind of a what do you well, what do you see? Definitely, the artists have to think more about, you know, being more online and in, in you know having e-commerce available yeah. on sites. That's definitely the way to go. Uh, putting more money into marketing and social media because people are on the computer, people are on social media. Can't That's afford it. They I, are. I haven't sold a painting. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I haven't sold a painting in months. Sorry, Vandy. I can't do that. What do you recommend? Vandy, I can't. I don't have any money to put, to put into it's marketing. It's expensive. I'm telling you, it is not cheap marketing. So this is where, this is what I offer them, right? It's like, um, you know, let me do that for you. You do what you're good at. Good. Paint and yeah. do your creations and let me do what I'm good at. But, you know, I have to put this little remark in about art school. Like one thing that was missing in art school was we were never taught to be entrepreneurs in art school. And I, I really do hope that somebody out there who's listening um, in the education field. Okay, two listeners, one drop it, off, the other one, one who really likes art. Please listen carefully. It's really important to teach artists, not just the whole art uh, field and everything about art, but more about being an entrepreneur, because really what you're doing when you finish art school, you are selling yourself. You're not just selling your art, you are selling yourself and you you need to learn all those marketing skills and websites and all that. And I I find a lot of the artists I work with have a hard time with that, you know, because all they want to do is just do their art, but it is multi pronged there are many many facets to being an artist and a good one you know i had this is so much similar to a conversation i had with um brad donaldson up at state and i said you know because this was a while ago and that was the days the pre-covid days i could go and sit and look at the downtown in his office brilliant 
But one of the things I said, so what about the guys from automotives or the plumber or the pipe fitter? He mm-hmm. comes out and he doesn't have a job, but he, he has the skills. And so does he learn about the accounting, the marketing, the fundraising, the forget all that, you know, stupid. I'm an accountant, right? I spent years doing books, books with my dad, Green Ledger. But the actual what you just said, that's not no, it's no different in my view than those the artists and the plumbers mm-hmm. and the guy who does landscaping or whatever. Right. right. It's right. there. You just yep. you hit on. So you really that's an important, I, literally I'm sorry. I got goosebumps because you, you, you get <laughs> no Van, do you get it. Yeah, it's like because I've been there and I and I know that that's the part I'm doing right now for the artists. But really, you do need to learn to do it on your own. I'm not saying some of the artists that are very successful do it and they do it very sure, well. Sure, sure. But you have to keep at it. You know, you can't just be saying, no, I just want to work on my art. I don't want to do any of that. You know, it's just part of the game, unfortunately. You know, you know I left I left um, I left Dubai, and, you know, sort of this period when. You know, it was kind of, again, I was learning about tech, emerging tech and everything and, and social media. And the guy said to me, I don't need a web. I, I said, I, he said, I've been doing 20 years in this. It was some consulting oil and gas. And this was about three, four years ago. So I was like, okay. I, I didn't really get it, the link, what you just said. But he's like, I don't have a website. I've always relied on my network and I've had all this, I've been very successful. And literally, he's got, he didn't have a digital footprint then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oil prices were tanking then. That network dries up pretty quickly if you don't. And then how do you market those people? If you don't have money. And to your yeah. point, he's an oil and gas consultant. He's the same. He's that artist. He's an artist in a different field. He mm-hmm. has no clue about all that stuff to be. He's been he's relied upon his network. He's got yep. the work and suddenly it's gone. Yeah. So. You know, I, that's how I started. I started myself when I had my paintings. Everyone said, oh, can I see them? Can I see them? And it's a visual thing, right? So yeah. that's why I started my a Facebook page, to be honest. I had no interest in Facebook, but that was the only way I could get it out there. So I started posting my pictures uh, on Facebook. And yeah. now, obviously, the biggest platform, I think, is Instagram for artists to get it, get their work out there. It's easy and it's, you know, it's visual, right? So, yes. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, but I learned all this later. I mean, I, I, you know, I learned how to be an entrepreneur and do all that marketing. Yeah. Cause you went, you went back. I, I'm just looking, I cheated a little bit because you went back and got, you, tell me, was that UFC? Yes. I, I don't know where that was. you got something where it was the business side of it. I read, I was reading in your profile. Yeah. Yeah. So I did after my, my fine arts degree at UFC and yeah. working in the arts field for so many years, I did go to Haskane school of business and did my uh, arts management program there. So, you know, we were working together with many different facets of art with many different directors and people sure. in the senior fields of art. And it was fascinating. It really was talking about this thing. They have the same dilemma, really, in, in their field. Well, they're the other side. So, I'm, you know, I, I was at a, there was a, the Innovation Fair uh, put on by, I can't remember who, the, the, it's called the Hunter Hub. So, and there was a bunch of scientists who were talking about their businesses. A guy, you know, there was a founder of... Um, Pierre Wigeness from, oh gosh, what's the name of this company? Nuora. And it's brain technology, you know, they're studying the brain. And I'm like, wait a minute, you guys aren't in the business faculty, right? They're not in, they're not mm-hmm. MBAs and they're in the science faculty. And there's mm-hmm. incredible, you know, there's Steve Lang, engineer, and he's got sensor up and oil and gas, and they're using sensors in oil and gas. Again, another friend of the podcast. And, and this, you know, that creativity, that match, they, there's that match, right? They're missing mm-hmm. that, the, the link. The business people are studying about marketing yeah. and accounting and, exactly. and finance, right? And they have yeah. no clue what, what the artists are doing. And the artists are all over. 
they're not yeah. only in the you know they're not only in the fine arts that i love that building like i went to ufc right we'd mm-hmm. go I, I that was the busiest building down at fine arts uh you know that because yeah. one there was the girls were always better looking than the accountants and all that but <laughs> but two there was just a, it was that feeling the vibrancy of, of that that department that you walk down that wing from the main entrance and down to, to skirfield hall it's mm-hmm. always through the art wing mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> Yeah. You put me, Van, you put me down memory lane. I'm sorry. I had to go there. <laughs> That's okay. So what is, what's a ramp certificate? I saw that and I just wanted to ramp up with this one. What's well, a ramp? You know, it's, it's put together by the Rosa Arts Management. Um, yeah. It's called the Rosa Foundation, actually. Okay. And so there's different levels of certification you can do. Um, so it's just, it's called ramp. It's Rosa arts management program. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what it stands. I, I just wanted you to tell it cause I thought that's fine. <laughs> ramp up. I want to ramp up with this degree, but that's, I mean, look, there's, you've got a lot of background that's built up to this. You've got some interior design work. You've been an artist yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've seen the artists from both. So you've been on both sides of the, the what is it called? The, the canvas. You've been on both sides of the canvas. Well, you know what, to be honest with you, I, my passion for art started when I was 12 and I was painting at that age. But yeah. when I came to high school, it was like, okay, I need to find a lucrative career. Everyone around me was saying, you can't be an artist and, you know, actually pay your rent. <laughs> no, you can't. Well, but if you don't have the skills, of course, you're going to yeah, be that no, no, starving no. artist that they show you, on You know, on that movies. starving artist term is so true. So yeah. I ended up doing architecture and urban design and interior design. And I did that for 20 years. But but then the spark came back here in Calgary to, you know, when I was working on a computer all day, sitting in corporate design and saying, hey, I thought I was an artist. I thought I was creative. So I just decided to quit <laughs> and go and do my fine arts degree at UFC. And, you wow. know, it's just I, th- I think often as artists, we find always look for another career path in order to survive. But, but we don't understand that our survival really depends on fulfilling our creative needs. It really does. You did something. I think you're, and I'm, I'm going back to your profile again. It says design and visual communications. Mm-hmm. Literally, that that says it there, right there. What you just said that, that you can take from the canvas and bring that all together because the, the websites have visual, right? Yes. Communication can be in many forms, whether it's written, it's visual or audio text, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, this is why I've hampered on, and I put that up. I don't know if you saw my post last night or I tagged you on the you know the, the the podcast in the artists yes because there's there's many sides of the canvas there's episode one i'm sorry i've just changed the title it's going to be called both sides of the canvas because mm-hmm. maybe it's three sides is it four sides how many sides are there right there's the kid who's painting there's the mother who's trying to teach the, ki- the kid how to paint there's who's sitting at home during COVID or whatever right there's the artist trying to get the message out there's you trying to match there mm-hmm. is the, the buyer there's the investor how many sides are there there's more than one yeah. side. There's more than two Definitely. multi-dimensional sides of that canvas. Definitely. Right? Definitely. And it all comes down to that two minute, you have two minutes on the wall, you look at it, you shake your head and you walk away. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or not me, but that that's, and if you don't capture that, that's it. The sale's gone mm-hmm. in that instance. Yeah. I mean, but I'm, I'm a big believer that art needs to, you really need to love the art on your walls. Like, you really do. You're going to be walking by it every day, like for, you know, days and days and days. It, it needs to be something that you absolutely love looking at every time you look at it, right? Yeah. And that's the difference between when we were talking earlier about prints and original art, right? Sure. There's, there's a difference. You don't get tired of an original piece of art that you you just fell in love with, right? 
Um, whereas a print, it can get old and tired, you know, it just because it's not something that you connected with and resonated with something about it. Well, that's the romantic view where I have that original one of, okay, so this is podcast 83, 183, right? Mm -hmm. So if I, if I only, if I did 183 prints and they usually put, you know, the artists would put in in whatever in silver, right? They'd put that engrave it. This is one of 83, 183, but original print is one, right? Yeah. So how can you recreate that? The only way you can recreate that experience is what they've done is through, you know, prints or, you know, whatever they've done and copies and you have a thing called young Rembrandt's. Yes. You were, teaching, you were teaching young Rembrandt. Is it yes. still alive? Is it still it alive? It is. It's, a, it's an after school program for, for kids. And I think it was, I started an elementary level, but they, they do go up to high school and it's, it's an excellent program to yeah. kind of get that creative spark out and, and th- let children realize that they do have that talent that that's hidden, you know? Well, it's such a big part. I guess it's such a big part of my daughters, and they—they, they, you know, what they do today, and a lot of their friends do it as well. They—they they do post uh, uh, birthday cards, Christmas cards. They really—they—they they take the time and effort, and to draw something in, inside and out. They put balloons, you know, with pieces of uh, fabric, and you know, whatever, and make a fire. Like literally, that's the creativity. That's just—they just, they, just took, they have a passion for that level. But it started when they were you know, very young, mm-hmm. um, like young Jory next door with his chalk. You know, yeah, he, he's a young Rembrandt sitting there. In the, he's, <laughs> right. He didn't know. He doesn't know. It, I'll tell you exactly. Tell you <laughs> Jackie, right. let, let Jory has the potential to be a young Rembrandt. But that's that's incredible. So that is it a business in itself, or is it just something you do for passion on the side? Oh, I did that when I was an artist, like just as on a, on the side when I yeah. when I had my own studio. So just to you know, I love kids, and I think it's just so important to not only focus on math, science and all that, but art has to be an integral part of their learning. Like, as you mentioned, like in any career, you need that creative aspect. It's insane. Creative you... angle to look at things, you know, in a different way. So let's go back to my point. So the one picture is done. He, pin- he paints that. But there's art, there's people out there creating websites and visual arts, and they're trying to capture the attention. I mean, the, that artist has his job, his or her job is not done. Just because they put that, that, you know, you've got to get it out there. And I listened to a thing on TikTok this morning, and he said, I looked at, so the guy talks about the visuals, uh, how the algorithm works on TikTok. So I looked at one, and he said, this person went viral. But, you know, looked at 29 of their other posts, and none of them, they were, they were mediocre. Mm-hmm. What, that, what the TikTok algorithm does, and this is what I think your artists need to, is it takes it, it spins that back and gives that new artist the chance. Because somebody, wherever TikTok, in the TikTok world, likes that paint you mentioned mountains right mm-hmm. so a mountain it's not my friends don't like mountains it says tiktok knows what your friends like but you like this particular thing that nobody else in your friend group knows but mm-hmm. guess what people in 29 and that's why those those pictures go viral on tiktok hmm. I, i'm incredible. not very familiar with tiktok i guess i should get on board with it, it. It's, it's, <laughs> so I'm, I'm giving you the tech and i'm listening to the tech thing but it resonates because most social media works he said the guy says i should send you a link he says most social media works on what your friends like. Who's yeah. following you? Who's following, right? Yeah. But TikTok is different. Why that's such unique? Is their their machine learning, their AI, which is mm-hmm. now to, you know, where AI is going to come into play. Your your it's the pictures. It's how it says what's in that picture, and how does that you stopped? So Vandy, you looked at this art, right? Back to your point of the guy who who sat in the gallery. If the mm-hmm. data knows you stood there for 14 minutes, what was in that picture that got you to sit there for 14 minutes versus the one that was only two? 
This mm-hmm. is how Instagram is, uh, LinkedIn oh. is, uh, TikTok's working. He said, yeah. it knows. Anyway, that, I mean, it's getting, a bit, that's cool. That's it's very whacked, cool. But it's mm-hmm. to your point of that gallery. How can you pull that point, the data from that, right? From you the can't. artist. <laughs> you can't. You can't. No. But if you're in a virtual <laughs> world, how many people stopped at Vandy's? I mean, these are metrics that are the marketing people work on. Yeah. But I, I, Vandy, Vandy, I think TikTok may work for your artist, but I'm not telling you how. I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you, there's a, there's something there, and they don't say that. Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, look at TikTok for for 30 to 60 days, maybe 90, and watch what people are doing on it, and see how that can fit to your business. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds really intriguing, actually. I don't. I don't. I'm not on TikTok myself. I'm on TikTok to learn for for my for whatever. I just get on TikTok and I look at hacks. My kids are on it and they love it, and you know, for different reasons. I look at it from a different point. Yeah. So. For sure. I'm going to leave you with that thought. And I think really, but episode number one, we'll work on that. We'll get it. We're going to call the other, both the many sides of the canvas, right? We've, we've taken, we've just changed the podcast name for Artcast 101. Right? <laughs> okay. Vandy, I don't know. There's just so much. I just think it's, there's a real opportunity for artists. Like you've, you've already found it for, in 2014. I think today I'm not the expert. I just think people lack that to put the two together. You've already connected. You're already doing it with Artmatch. You've already got, you're already 99% there. And the biggest message is support local because, you know, I think that is the responsible and environmental thing to do, Yeah. you know, give back to our local artists and support them in any way we can right now, especially through Calgary's economy at the moment. It's very important. You know, that I was just that, that garage. So you the mural. I think you saw it's the thing with the murals on downtown, you know, the people painting. That's a, that's a, another canvas that probably didn't exist how many years ago, right? When 2014. Mm-hmm. where artists paint on the buildings yeah recently i saw they're painting on garage the garage doors yeah that's a cool idea right but the garage door doesn't work on a main street like this or say where i am because it's all front but the back ones which are you know from the houses from the 20s the pre-victorian the victorian era houses right mm-hmm. you go down any street in winnipeg and those back lane you've got garage doors Imagine the artist who gets gets that landscape, and he gets he or she gets seen that by painting cool. on garage doors. That would be amazing. <laughs> and they're not as big, right? They're not as big as a big wall. It doesn't take as long to draw, on. but it, you could. I mean, there's plenty of places in Calgary that would fit that bill, right? Forest yeah, Lawn. Sure. Go to Forest Lawn. How many painters are in Forest Lawn? How many painters are in? I grew up in Vista Heights. I mean, the back lanes are they're all over. Mm-hmm. Vandy, I'm sorry. I've just given you some tasks. You <laughs> got to get your artist on that. I don't know. How yeah. you do it. I'm not I, city city planners might get involved and they might be my ordinance. You're not allowed to do that. Okay, just do it and test the waters, right? Do it. Just yeah. test the well, waters. Public, public art is big in Calgary, so you never know, right? Knock on the door. Can I paint a, my? Can I paint a, a Rembrandt on your? You know, a Van Gogh. I want to paint his ear, right? I want to get Van Gogh's ear on your back door. Can I do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. No. Next. Right. Next. That's called that's called connecting uh, LinkedIn outreach. That's an outreach, but you got to yeah. go door to door. Oh, okay, go connect, go virtually. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a great I, idea. I ramble, Vandy. <laughs> I ramble, and I rant, I rant and rave. But I really, I think you and Patty Ponds really have a pond. It's Patty Pond. Ponds or pond? Do you know? Patty Pond, I think. Yes, no S. Yeah. You guys have something in common. You're going to get the cows. Remember, there's the cows in Calgary used to be all over the place. Yeah, I heard about that. They're gone. Where that's are they? Cool. Yeah. They roam the streets with their, their art, right? Yeah. <laughs> they got auctioned off by some big wigs and whatever. Yes, yes, I heard. That's, that was a cool initiative too. Yeah. 
Bendy, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to get this paint this uh, picture. The local. The locals. It's just a theme. A lot of people have resonated with and, and are, are talking these days. And I think that's mm-hmm. e- for me. It's easy. There's the, yeah. that's the low hanging fruit. What's difficult is is getting that word out. The, com- the visual. The communication. It's not yeah. easy for artists, right? No, and that's why I call myself a local art matchmaker. Oh, this is what is this match.com? What is this? What is it? <laughs> it it's is not... matchmaking. It is, it is. people <sighs> looking for art and artists looking for homes yeah. with paintings in their homes. Swipe homes. left, swipe right. There it is. It you is like this exactly. picture? Okay. And then your AI algorithm reads that. Okay, he didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. He didn't like the picture, right? This is like dating, right? It's a dating thing. It is like a dating app. Exactly. It's a dating app. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Online dating? Taboo? <laughs> Oh, that's, you know, I was like, okay, one last thought, because it was this, he said, you know, 15 years ago, there's no way with online dating, and now everybody dates online. And it yeah, was this, it's you know, popular now, isn't so it? Ten, but 10 years ago, there's no way you would let your 15-year-old daughter get into a car with a stranger and drive to the wherever, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's like Uber and Lyft and whatever. So, so yeah, the world's changed. Yep. The so, world is changing, that's for sure. Vandy, thank you so much for a wonderful, like, I, I just, this is fantastic. And I, I, I apologize for being too excited because this is, oh, uh, it is really important. You're, you are in something that's very important to well, people. Thank you. thank you, Alan. I appreciate this opportunity. I, I you know, I, this is probably my first podcast, so it's very exciting for me. And I, I really um, enjoyed speaking with you. This is not the last, I promise you. you won't, <laughs> this is not the last you hear from me. <laughs> Vandy, thanks so much for opening Thank your, you. for your, your art studio to the to my oh, listeners. You're most welcome. All right, have a great day and stay safe. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye now.